When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Monday, June 13th, and this is People Every Day. Hey there, everyone. Janine Rubenstein at your service. I was going to say at your lip service, but (laughs) that doesn't mean what I want it to. I'm actually sincere in hoping that you all enjoyed your weekend, and I'm truly excited to update you on all the news coming out of it, especially in the music world. So let's get into the stories that have been bubbling up today. There appears to be some bad blood brewing between actress Rebel Wilson and Australian news outlet The Sydney Morning Herald. You may recall that last week Wilson revealed on Instagram that she's dating clothing and jewelry designer Ramona Agruma, but apparently her hand may have been forced to share her relationship status. In Sunday's edition of The Sydney Morning Herald, journalist Andrew Hornery wrote a piece saying that he initially reached out to Wilson about her relationship with Agruma for comment and said he would hold the story for two days before running it. Hornery expressed in an opinion piece yesterday that he did not care for Wilson making the announcement on her own and voiced his disdain by saying in part, Wilson opted to gazump the story, posting about her new Disney princess. Fans of the actress criticized the newspaper for how they handled the situation with Wilson, including journalist Kate Doak, who wrote on Twitter, so apparently it wasn't Rebel Wilson's choice to come out. And then Doak continued that Hornery, quote, admitted to giving her a heads up two days in advance that they were going to out her. What's worse, openly gay men at the Sydney Morning Herald were involved in this. Wow. So Wilson replied to Doak on Twitter saying, thanks for your comments. It was a very hard situation, but trying to handle it with grace. Now, Hornery has spoken out in response to what Rebel has just recently posted and said that they did mishandle how they went about the news and that he has regrets about how it all went down as a gay man not wanting to discriminate against anyone else. It certainly is an interesting conversation to have, especially during Pride Month. Coming out is a major decision for people, and after learning of the circumstances, I hope Rebel feels okay having done so. Moving on to another celebrity revealing some personal news. Yesterday, we learned that country singer Toby Keith, known for hits like I Love This Bar and Should Have Been a Cowboy, has stomach cancer. Keith told fans on Instagram, he said, quote, I've spent the last six months receiving chemo, radiation, and surgery. And he said, so far, so good. I need time to breathe, recover, and relax. The 60-year-old singer also said he's looking forward to spending time with his family and ended the post by saying, But I will see the fans sooner than later. I can't wait. Keith is currently on tour for his new album called Peso in My Pocket, and he's scheduled to perform in Illinois and Michigan on June 17th and 18th. No official announcements yet have been made regarding possible amendments to his touring schedule. We're just wishing him a speedy recovery. 
elsewhere in the music world, folks are still talking about that magic that was the wedding between Britney Spears and Sam Ascari. As more and more videos and photos surface from the big day, people around the world are continuing to wish nothing but happiness for Britney, including her mother, Lynn Spears. As we discussed previously, Lynn, along with others in Britney's immediate family, were not invited to the nuptials. Still, Britney's mother joined the chorus of Instagram commenters by saying, you look radiant and so happy. Your wedding is the dream wedding and having it at your home makes it so sentimental and special. And Lynn added, I am so happy for you. I love you. Brittany, as we know, has a strained, to put it lightly, relationship with her mother, Lynn, sister, Jamie Lynn, and most notably, her father, Jamie Spears, over the family's handling of her 13-year conservatorship. Since being freed from her conservatorship, Brittany has kept her distance. Who knows when or if she will want to make amends with her family, but it seems like Lynn, at least, is extending an olive branch. At this point, I'm just rooting for whatever Brittany thinks is best for Brittany. And now it's time to talk about the Tonys. Last night's awards ceremony featured legendary performances, some major winners, and the crowning of a brand new EGOT. Give my regards to Broadway. The Tony Awards were last night, and Broadway's biggest stars showed up, showed out, and amazed us all with their incredible talent. If you guys didn't see those performances, look them up right now. They are incredible. Oscar winner and friend of the show, Ariana DeBose, hosted and did a fabulous job as she took over Radio City Music Hall. Here's just a little bit of the opening number she did to kick off the show. What a star. I'm so excited to dive into all the details here. So joining me now to discuss it is People Digital Editor Dave Quinn. Hey, Dave. What's going on, Janine? Well, let's start with talking about one of the biggest headlines to come out of the night. Jennifer Hudson is now an EGOT. That's right. The multi-talented star joined this exclusive club after a strange loop for which Jennifer serves as a co-producer took home the Tony for Best Musical. She now joins the likes of John Legend, Whoopi Goldberg, Rita Moreno, and more. And at 40 is the youngest woman to ever have that distinction. So remind us what else she's won that has led her to achieve this elite EGOT status. Yes, it's the grand slam of show business, representing the top awards in TV, the Emmy, the music, Grammy, film, Oscar, and theater Tony. So Jennifer uh, got the first of her four big awards with an Oscar for her role in 2007's Dream Girls. She was incredible in that. She's a two-time Grammy winner, having nabbed her first one for her 2009 self-titled album. And then she scored a daytime Emmy last year for the animated short Baba Yaga, which she co-produced and lent her voice to. Now, all this places Jennifer in the history books. As you said, she's the youngest female ever to EGOT, the third youngest overall behind Frozen composer Bobby Lopez and John Legend. They were both 39 when they won. She's also the third Black EGOT winner next to Whoopi and John Legend. And most importantly, she is the first American Idol alum ever to EGOT. (laughs) So cool. Well, let's talk about some of last night's big winners. Jesse Tyler Ferguson, another friend of the show, won his first ever Tony Award for Featured Actor in a Play for Take Me Out. Shwakina Kalukango won Best Performance by an actress in a leading role for Paradise Square. And can we talk about her performance that she did with her cast? My God. Let it burn. 
chills everywhere. She got a standing ovation for that performance. Broadway legend Patti LuPone won her third Tony Award for Best Performance by an Actress in a Featured Role in a Musical. So who else won last night? Well, what I loved about this year's awards is that it was such a diverse range of winners. It wasn't like there was one show really dominating at all. The Revival of Company picked up an award for Best Revival and Best Director for Marion Elliott. The Lehman Trilogy did very well in the play category, winning also for Best Director and for Best Play. We saw MJ, the musical, pick up an award for Miles Frost, also for their choreography. We saw Six, the musical, one of my favorite shows of the year, pick up Best Score. Uh, And then, of course, A Strange Loop, which picked up the award for Best Book and Best Musical overall. It was just exciting to see such a group of winners across the pantheon of Broadway get recognized. Well, let's talk about some of the amazing performances. Nominees Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster did an amazing tap number from their show, The Music Man. And, And Billy Crystal did that Yiddish scat with the crowd and got Samuel L. Jackson involved. That just cracked me up. So what was your favorite performance from last night? There were so many. And, you know, this is an opportunity for Broadway shows to show audiences who maybe aren't in New York, hey, this is what we have to offer. Come to New York City, see our shows. I mean, MJ the Musical did Smooth Criminal. It looked absolutely incredible. But there were also such special moments this year in the Tonys. We got to see the cast of Spring Awakening reunite 15 years later. So Leah Michelle was there with uh, Jonathan Groff and Darren Chris was also performing earlier in the show. It was just great to see a lot of famous faces that we know. And my favorite, the thing that teared me up the most, was Bernadette Peters performing Children Will Listen as a tribute to the late Stephen Sondheim, who died in November at the age of 91. Oh, yes. You mentioned Spring Awakening there, and before the show, People was on the red carpet, of course, and we got to talk to Skylar Astin and Leah Michelle and Jonathan Groff, and they all shared which pop superstar they want to have perform with the cast. So, so tell us what they were talking about. Leah and Jonathan were talking about Lizzo. They want her to sing with the Spring Awakening cast. Back in <laughs> April, Lizzo posted a TikTok saying that she wanted to be at their big cast reunion, that concert that they did here in New York City. It was a one-night-only thing, though it was filmed as part of an HBO documentary. And Jonathan told people, anytime Lizzo wants to do a Spring Awakening, we will have her. Leah actually said that they tried to get Lizzo to come and perform with them on the Tonys, but she was unfortunately unavailable. But she said, quote, it's going to happen. We're going to will it to happen. I just love that Lizzo is a theater fan. And that's the thing about theater that's so incredible. That's why I love the Tonys so much. It inspires people across the country. Mm. It was just so great to have such a fun evening after a tough time for the Broadway industry. Well, thank you so much for, for being on and taking us through it all, Dave. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I mentioned at the start of the show that we had a lot happening in the music world. And after the break, we're bringing you the latest on Justin Bieber's Ramsey Hunt Syndrome diagnosis. We'll get into the illness and what this means for the singer's short-term and long-term career plans. But first, you guys, I told you that even after a verdict, the Johnny Depp-Amber Heard saga wasn't really over. Right after the break, we talk about something that caught my ear, the actress's upcoming sit-down interview on NBC. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So you don't blame the jury? I don't blame them. We are back and we have to talk about what you just heard. Amber Heard did a sit-down interview with NBC's Savannah Guthrie. And the snippets that have been released so far are definitely something that caught my ear. He's a beloved character. And people feel they know him. He's a fantastic actor. Their job is to not be dazzled by that. Their job is to look at the facts and the evidence. Throughout the rest of the week, Heard's interview will appear on NBC News' Today Show, and more from the sit-down will be shown on a special Dateline Friday. The interview will then be made available on today's website, and the special Dateline episode will be available on Peacock. Heard appears to directly address why she thinks the jury didn't believe her testimony. And they did not believe your testimony or your evidence. I, again, how- How could they, after listening to three and a half weeks of testimony about how I was an uncredible person, not to believe a word that came out of my mouth? The reaction from the Depp Heard verdict has been somewhat split, with Depp garnering a larger share of the public support, of course. In the wake of the verdict, it was expected that Heard would appeal the ruling in court. But it seems like she's also focused on appealing to the court of public opinion. In a statement obtained by People, a spokesperson for Heard addressed why she decided to take part in the televised interview, saying, Johnny Depp's legal team blanketed the media for days after the verdict with numerous statements and interviews on television, and Depp himself did the same on social media. Ms. Heard simply intended to respond to what they aggressively did last week. She did so by expressing her thoughts and feelings, much of which she was not allowed to do on the witness stand. Well, I will definitely be keeping an ear open for what else she has to say. I doubt this interview will be her last. After postponing dates on his 2022 Justice World Tour, Justin Bieber took to his social media on Friday, June 10th to share why he needed to do so. Bieber revealed that he has Ramsey-Hunt syndrome and that it came from, quote, a virus that attacks a nerve in his ear and facial nerves. He continued by explaining the paralysis that was evident in his face while he was speaking. And has caused my face to have paralysis. As you can see, this eye is not blinking. I can't smile on this side of my face. This nostril will not move. So there's full paralysis in this side of my face. So for those who are frustrated by my cancellations of the next shows, um, I'm just physically, obviously not (laughs) 
capable of doing them. I know that could not have been easy to share. To help us understand what Justin is dealing with is People's Brianne Tracy. Hey, Brianne. Hi, Janine. Well, can we begin by sharing just with everyone what Ramsey-Hunt syndrome is and how it affects the human body? Yeah. In addition to facial paralysis, Ramsey-Hunt syndrome can cause hearing loss and requires prompt treatment, so it does not become permanent. According to the Mayo Clinic, Ramsey-Hunt syndrome occurs when a shingles outbreak affects the facial nerve near one of your ears. In addition to the painful shingles rash, Ramsey-Hunt syndrome can cause facial paralysis and hearing loss in the affected ear. When you get treated quickly, it reduces the risk of complications, which can include permanent facial muscle weakness and deafness. And earlier this week when Bieber announced that he was postponing his three upcoming performances, he said it was due to a non-COVID-related illness. So, of course, now we know that it's Ramsey Hunt. Oh, so the good news here is that it is something that he will be able to overcome, right, with the right medical attention? Yeah, I think that because he caught it so early, there's definitely a better prognosis. Bieber had said that he was going to get better and he's doing all these facial exercises to get his face back to normal. And he said it would just take some time. And even though that they don't know how much time it's going to take, he said, it's going to be okay. And I trust God and I trust that this is all going to, you know, work out. And he's in the meantime, he's just going to rest. And and he thanked his fans and he said that he loved them. And then an insider told people that doctors told Justin that permanent issues are rare, but Even so, he remains nervous, as with anything like this. But Justin is hopeful for a successful recovery, and he's looking forward to getting back to work. I think it's just a matter of time because cells take so long to recover, especially when Mm -hmm. they're attacked. So it's just kind of a lengthy process for getting those cells and those nerves back to to functioning. Got it. So Justin's wife, Haley, suffered from her own health scare back in March, right, when she had a mini stroke. There's no denying when we see them together publicly that they are completely in love and in a solid relationship, but they have just been going through it lately. So has anyone spoken about, you know, just how they're doing and leaning on each other with with this new hurdle? Justin and Haley, of course, have been through a lot in the past few months as a couple between Haley's health scare and now Justin's. But a source has told people that even though the couple is dealing with a lot, they're by each other's side and they're there for each other. Of course, Haley is worried, but just like Justin did everything he could to take care of Haley, our sources say that now she's doing the same for him. And our source added that they're a great team. They'll get through it together. And Justin just can't wait to recover. I love it. I am just wishing the best on both of them. Yeah, and they're so young. So it's like to go through these two major health scares within such a close amount of time must be pretty scary. Yeah, for sure. Well, Brianne, thank you so much for hopping on and telling us all about it. Thanks for having me, Janine. All right, I am very excited to share this last story with you guys. Ashley Adarika is a recent high school grad from Miami, Florida. And one of her dreams was to attend college at one of the nation's prestigious Ivy League schools. Well, her dream came true and then some. This past spring, when the eight schools that make up the Ivy League announced their admission decisions, Ashley went a perfect eight for eight in acceptances. Brown, Columbia, Cornell, Dartmouth, Harvard, UPenn, Princeton, and Yale. They were all eager to welcome Ashley this fall. What really makes the story so heartwarming, though, is that Ashley is a first-generation college student whose mother immigrated to the U.S. from Nigeria almost 
30 years ago. As Ashley read acceptance letter after acceptance letter, all four of her siblings were right there with her to cheer and squeal alongside her. For a little background, Ashley excelled at speech and debate in high school, which she credits in large part to her success, but she had plenty of obstacles like commuting two hours to high school each way. Even then, she still found time to start the nonprofit Our Story, Our Worth, which pairs young girls and women with mentors to help them learn skills, gain confidence, and develop both intellectually and individually. I mean, wow. No wonder so many schools wanted to have her. A story like Ashley's is definitely something to make us all smile. Oh, and if you're wondering where Ashley's headed in the fall, she is following in the great footsteps of President Obama and uh, Elle Woods <laughs> and taking her talents to Cambridge, Massachusetts to attend Harvard. Congrats again to Ashley and, and to all of you hardworking grads out there. Thanks for listening to our show again today, you guys. We'll be back tomorrow with more People Every Day. <laughs>